Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. If you love your pets as much as we do, you're going to want to stick around for today's episode. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating our animals and the benefits they bring to our heart health. I'm Heather Klug. And I'm Bethany DeBrew Adams. And we're from the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. Yes, we are. As we record today, it is National Dog Day. Yay! And we both have dogs who mean the world to us. So we thought, what better way to celebrate them than by dedicating a podcast to them? Yes, plus it's a fun thing to talk about. Yes. (laughs) Plus, since so many people added pets to their families during the pandemic, we wanted to discuss the benefits pet ownership can have for our heart health. Yes, that's correct. And even though it is National Dog Day, we wanted to be sure to acknowledge all types of pets because it isn't just dogs that can benefit our hearts and lives. Whether your family pet has fur or feathers or even scales, <laughs> they all add a level of joy to our days, right? That's right. And while most of the scientific studies have been on the benefits of dog ownership specifically, a lot of those benefits of having animals in our homes carries over to a variety of animals as well. Mm-hmm. So, Heather, I know you have two very adorable little pups. I do. Yes. Can you tell our listeners a little about them? Sure. So I have two teddy bear dogs. Uh, so Cody is five and Liv, I mean, her real name's Olivia, but we call oh, her Liv fancy. for short. <laughs> yes. And she is two. And boy, how to describe them. Cody is like kind of more the laid back kind of dog. He's kind of chill, right? Yeah. And he's my shadow. He follows Aww. me around everywhere at home. Even to the Sleep, bathroom? Yes, to the bathroom. Um, sleeps pretty much right by my head, those kind of things. Very nice. Yes. And then Liv kind of follows Cody around everywhere. So they uh. both sort of follow me around. Although Liv kind of moves around across all the family members a little bit more. Okay. But she's kind of a how do I describe her? She's a mixture of like sweet and sassy, I would say. That is very diplomatic. <laughs> Just judging by some of the stories I've heard over the last couple of years that you've had her, she yes. can get into some some trouble. Yes. Well, she is the second dog, and it seems like the second of anything is always more trouble. Hey. At least for kids. I am I'm the second born too. Okay. So that's true. It just see I don't know. I just <laughs> It just seems to go that way. But to describe Liv, like she's like a little tomboy. So she's white, mostly white. Okay. And she loves to get dirty. So (laughs) if there's a little mud puddle, like Cody would walk around the puddle. Oh, he's dainty like that. Yes, but Liv dives right into the puddle. I have a picture of her with like big black beard of mud. Nice. All over her face. Nice. That's Liv in a a nutshell. But then she can be so sweet. She wants me to pick her up kind of like a little child. Like a baby. Yeah, and she'll lay on my shoulder. She'll like rest down just like a little baby. So those are my dogs. Now what about you, Bethany? Our listeners have heard you talk about Benson before. Can you say a little more about him? I can say a lot more about (laughs) him. My lumpy, bumpy boy. And I call him that. He's 15. So Mm. I'm sure people have heard me talk about he's geriatric now and he's a beagle and he's 
if anybody's ever had a geriatric dog, they tend to get those little fatty tumors all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. And they're harmless. They're just, you know, they just make them a little lumpy. Yeah. But he is like the light of my life. I mean, I've had him for 14 years now, mm-hmm. almost. And like, he's... Because he was a rescue dog, right? He's a rescue dog. I got him um, from a humane society when he was just just a little under a year old and he took a little bit of work Mm, in the beginning mm -hmm. because he had never been like aside from the humane society he'd never lived indoors yeah so he was literally afraid of absolutely everything like he was afraid of the microwave he was afraid of the dvd player going for walks he was afraid of the garbage cans i mean like it was everything (laughs) and now really his only nemesis is the mailman and children on wheels so like he does not like (laughs) children on scooters or skateboards or bicycles anything like that maybe it's something with the wheels i think it is cody hates anything on wheels a motorcycle goes by a bicycle goes by a scooter yes he freaks out i think it's just because they go faster and like kids are you know they're shifty enough to my dog like (laughs) but most of the time now i mean he he's an expert napper like i mean he takes his pre-bedtime nap like he loves to eat he can't see so good anymore and he can't hear so good anymore but yeah he's just he's been with me through so many major life events Mm -hmm. and you know he's 15 so I know that our time together is coming to a close and it just breaks my heart but like he's lived a very good life so far so hopefully we have him for a while Mm -hmm. you know but but you never know so I had a dog before him and I always say that my dogs have always been the best therapists and the best personal trainers Mm -hmm. that you could ever hope for. So let's get into why having a pet is so beneficial for your health. Now, you've heard of Florence Nightingale, right? Of course, the famous nurse. Yes, she's considered to be the founder of modern nursing. Well, she is often credited as being the first medical professional to use animals to help people recover from illness. Really? Yeah, way, way back in the early 19th century, she used pet what we would call pet therapy with wounded soldiers to help speed their healing process. You know, it wasn't officially hmm. known as pet therapy. I think it was like, hey, wouldn't this be nice? I'll bring in some yeah. sweet dogs and cats to help these soldiers. But wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. She was really ahead of her time then. Yeah. The first study I heard about the health benefits of pets was a 2009 study done at UCLA Medical Center. This study showed that heart failure patients who came into contact with therapy dogs for about 12 minutes per day demonstrated notably reduced blood pressure, heart rate, and anxiety. And that's not a lot of time. Mm-mm. You know, we have therapy dogs. I'm sure you know this. We have therapy dogs here at the hospital mm-hmm. where we work. And I don't know about you, Heather, but when I run into one, like if I'm walking through the halls or whatever, mm-hmm. even stopping for just a minute to give them a pet or a little scratch behind the ears, just yeah. it improves my mood for the, right. for the day. Mine too. Yeah. So I can imagine what it's like to be a patient and, you know, be nervous or be frightened. And then you have this fuzzy little face come into your room and they want to cuddle with you for a little bit. I'm sure it helps you relax even for a little while. Yeah, I know what you mean. There just need to be random therapy animals throughout our daily lives. Yes. At least I think. Especially during all the stress we are still dealing with during this pandemic. No kidding. I totally agree. That was one of 
of the saddest things, I think, during COVID here at the hospital, the therapy dog program was put on hold, you know? Yeah. So I think one of the best things about having a pet, and this kind of goes hand in hand, and one of the health benefits most people are aware of with pets is the boost they give to our mental health, Mm -hmm. you know? There's been a lot of scientific research done that has shown that people experience less stress in the presence of pets, especially in work environments and for married couples. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I can believe that. I think sometimes the dog causes more stress. (laughs) Well, sometimes when they've done something naughty. Yeah, exactly. And you have to argue over who gets to clean it up, (laughs) at least in our house. (laughs) But overall, I think it tends to favor, you know, them helping you feel better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pets can also lower feelings of loneliness. Mm -hmm. They help ease anxiety and depression because they boost serotonin and dopamine levels in your brain. I believe that. And Uh there is something to be said for the feeling of being needed that pets can give you. I mean, they rely on you to feed and walk and care for them in a whole host of ways. And that's a powerful way to anchor a person and to give you some purpose in your day. Plus, when we see or touch or hear or talk to our animals, because let's face it, we all do. And if you say you don't, you're a liar. (laughs) We feel that warm hum of nurturing and of like inherent joy and happiness, right? Oh, that I would totally agree. That is so true. You know, even when I just come home from work, if I've had, you know, a tough day, it's like they're there greeting me right at the door. Like they're so excited. (laughs) They wait by the front window and our window's low so I can see them like, like pop up and then oh. they're like, Ooh, mommy's home. And they I run right that. to the back door or the garage door. Mm-hmm. And then they're right there when I come in and yep. they're so happy to see me. Yeah. My kids could care less. They're well, like right. way yeah. in a different part of the house. <laughs> dog does that, albeit a little more slowly than yours, but he still does that. Yeah. And I love taking care of my dogs, even when they drive me nuts. Yeah. And you, you can, can forgive them easier. Yes. Helps that they're very cute. Yeah. <laughs> and you can probably guess that mental health boost they give us also helps our heart. Yes. Obviously, lowering stress is important for keeping your heart healthy. Right. We talked about that many times mm-hmm. in this podcast. But did you know that studies have shown that even brief interactions with a dog can lower your blood pressure? Really? Yeah. So those occasions when you bump into one of the therapy dogs and give them a little love are benefiting your heart even in that short amount of time. That's good to know. Yeah. That makes me feel good. <laughs> well, one last piece of this mental health puzzle here that we need to mention is that pets help you be a little more social and they help you gain some social support if you need it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've noticed this, but when you take your dog for a walk or take him to the dog park, obviously you're forced to be out in the world. You can't really do that inside. Mm -hmm. And you're probably interacting with people around you. You know, it's rare when I take my dog on a walk in our neighborhood that I don't find myself chatting with somebody, even if it's just a, you know, hey, how's it going kind of thing. And especially at the dog park, I think it's kind of like parents dropping their kids off at school, you know, like (laughs) it's hard to spend time there and not chat and share story, you know, like you find yourself sharing stories Mm -hmm. and tips and everything about our dogs. Oh, that's so true. I think people see someone walking a dog or outdoors with a pet and it's a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Studies have shown that people who walk their dogs are seen by others 
as friendly and approachable and therefore they feel comfortable talking. Right. And that makes sense. But I think here's what I think the real conversation starters are because yeah, dogs are a good one, but it's Mm -hmm. the people who walk pets that aren't dogs. (laughs) I don't know if you have any of these in your neighborhood, but we have a couple neighbors who will walk their cats, which I didn't realize was a thing, but apparently it is. They have like little harnesses. Okay. I don't think they go very far. I think they like walk down to the end of the block yeah. and back but I, I know of only like one yeah family that does that yeah. I've seen people walking iguanas you oh. know they have little harnesses for iguanas and stuff too. so never seen that that's in your neighborhood well not in our neighborhood okay. with the iguanas but I've seen it out and about you know we do have bird owners though in our neighborhood and I've had birds in the past and we take the cage and put it outside so they can get some stimulation from the other oh, birds okay and years ago when I had my first dog we were on the beach over at Lake Michigan and I saw a guy walking a very large tortoise and my walking slowly I'm guessing yes and my dog <laughs> walked over to the tortoise like oh you're a dog too and he did what dogs do and he sniffed the tortoise's rear end and was just like what is happening like this Wait, is that, not right that doesn't smell like it's supposed to <laughs> he just kind of looked at me like I'm very confused mom <laughs> Yeah, well, rightfully so. <laughs> Speaking of walking, that is one area where pet owners really benefit health-wise, mm. especially people who own dogs. Yes. For example, dog owners who walk their dog regularly tend to have one-third less chance of getting diabetes than those who don't own a dog. On average, dog owners walk one hour more per week than non-dog owners. I believe it. I totally believe that. The same study that determined that also found that those who own dogs the odds of walking 150 minutes per week was 34% higher than non-dog owners, and the odds of them doing any type of physical activity during leisure time was 69% higher than non-dog owners. Wow. That's a pretty significant amount. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So given that, it should come as no surprise that dog walking has been linked to a decreased incidence of obesity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, if you're gauging in more regular physical activity, you're going to see some benefits. Sure. I remember getting my dog that I have now when he was young. He required four walks a day. Yeah. And we got him in a December where there was tons of snow and he liked to run through the snow and I had to chase him through the snow and three weeks after we got him was Christmas and I put on a pair of pants that I hadn't worn in a while and they fell right off. Oh boy. So I had lost weight without even noticing because I was so busy chasing him around. Interestingly, in a 2010 study, public housing residents were given loner dogs, like here you go, you can borrow this guy for a while, (laughs) and asked to walk them as much as they like. And the folks who walked their dogs five times a week lost an average of 14 Point four pounds over the course of a year. Wow. Now, the part that I find the most interesting is that the participants considered walking the dog to be a responsibility mm. rather than, yeah. you know, considering it exercise. Okay. And, you know, like I said, when my dog was young and full of energy, I knew that if he didn't get walked, that energy would be, you know, destructive and it oh, would yeah. be turned on my house. Yes. In various ways. 
So I knew that I owed it to him and my own sanity to take him for those four walks a day. Come rain or sleet or snow, we were like the mailman. Yes. And we went all the time. Yeah, I can totally see how that would happen. Sometimes we don't want to think of exercise as exercise. All the time. All the time. <laughs> okay. We don't want to think of exercise okay, all right. as exercise. Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel that your beloved pooch needs that big walk in the evening as part of his care, you're going to think of it as something you are doing for him and you might not even consider counting that walk as exercise right it's just part of your routine yeah the american heart association has said that owning a dog can help lower your risk of heart disease in large part because a dog needs to be walked right brisk walking can lower the risk of high blood pressure high cholesterol type 2 diabetes as we mentioned before and other conditions right and the american heart association has also stated that the physical activity of walking and playing with your dog contributes to better overall cardiac health and fewer heart attacks. Now, they say that specifically about dogs, but if you have other animals that you can play with in a physical way, I would assume they would count as well. Sure. I'm thinking, I, you know, I don't have cats because I'm allergic, but you can chase the cat around, or I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah. right? Or if they want to. <laughs> if they want to. I don't, I don't know how that cats all works. Cats are a little more finicky. <laughs> right. Or if you have a guinea pig. But they play with toys and stuff. Right. You might have a guinea pig you could chase. A rabbit. When I had a hamster, you put them in the little ball oh, and you yeah. like chase after the yeah. little ball. You know, anything that could run around your house or your backyard. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a pony and you can <laughs> oh, chase your pony. You know, <laughs> you're going to get some similar benefits as long as you're actively playing with yes. them. I mean, in addition to daily walks, my dogs like to be chased. Oh. Well, just one of them likes to be chased, I should say. Cody likes to be chased. Liv, okay. if you try to chase her, she's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> she gets all Yeah, she does. It's really <laughs> weird. But Cody loves it. So he'll come and get me usually as I'm, you know, wanting to sit down. He's like barking at at me mm-hmm. and then we got to do several rounds around tables <laughs> we'll run around the dining room table He's the like, living Mom, room table you need table. your exercise Come oh, on. so we'll do that until I basically get dizzy <laughs> so I get short intervals in whether I want them or not you get those exercise snacks we've yes. talked about yes <laughs> but getting back to benefits of dogs and your heart studies have shown that dog owners are 31% less likely to die from a heart attack or stroke than non-dog owners largely because of their increased level of activity. Right. However, we should point out that these stats aren't a reason to get a dog if you either (laughs) don't want to or aren't prepared to properly care for one. Dogs are like red wine, right? You know, because we've heard red wine is good for your heart. But if you don't drink it already, you don't need to start drinking it to get the benefits. Yeah. Plus, we don't want you to get a dog if you don't want one, because then you're yeah. not going to take They're a big, care of They are a big responsibility. They are. Mm-hmm. For all the children, all our little children listeners that we have out there, <laughs> when your parents say they're a big responsibility, they're not kidding. Yes. So one of the other interesting findings about dogs and animals and heart health has to do with people who have already had cardiac events, like a heart attack or a stroke. And scientific studies have shown that dog owners who have suffered a 
heart attack have better survival rates following the event than non-dog owners. Hmm. This is especially true for dog owners who otherwise live alone. And in fact, a Swedish study showed dog owners who lived alone had a 33% reduced risk of death following a heart attack and a 27% lower risk of death after having a stroke once they were released to home. And they didn't get into specifics, but they surmised that this could be because one, they had someone or something that relied on them to take care of them Mm -hmm. waiting at home, which is important. And two, they had a reason to engage in whatever exercise program or, you know, beyond their care program that they were given when they were released from the hospital. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I would think that while not every pet needs you to exercise with them the way a dog might, you still will get the benefits of caring for their everyday needs and knowing there is a creature that relies on you to take care of them. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You know, when I was younger, we weren't allowed to have a dog or a cat or really any animal that might run the risk of soiling my mother's carpet. (laughs) Yes. But we did have fish and we had birds. We had little zebra finches and we had hamsters and they needed us in different ways you know tanks and cages needed to be cleaned they needed to be fed they needed stimulation and exercise of their own you know obviously the fish could take care of that by themselves but you know in that way too animals can give us a sense of structure and meaning that we might lack especially those of us who may live alone and might get too wrapped up in our own stuff Yes, we really need to give props to our pets. Yes. For as much as we do for them, they do so much more for us, from keeping us social and active, Mm -hmm. to giving us unconditional love, to lowering our stress, and making us laugh when we don't really feel like it. My dog once got stuck in my husband's pant leg. (laughs) In the middle of the night, I got up to go to the bathroom and I heard this rustling noise, and I looked, and he was stuck in my husband's pants. <laughs> he had somehow what? wiggled into his pant leg. And it was the funniest thing I ever saw. And it was because it was the middle of the night, I did not think to grab my phone and film it. it. But that brings me joy. And I think As about that should. often. I hope it brought all of you joy. <laughs> No, I'm going to think of that every time I need a good laugh. (laughs) I hope you do. It works. Well, I don't know about you, Bethany, but my pups are going to get some extra hugs and kisses tonight. Yes, mine is too. He always does. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. And if you have a minute, give us a rating or drop us a line. Yes, please do. We appreciate spending time with you each week. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org like us on Facebook at Karen Yant Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.